Assalamualaikum and welcome back to another episode of Pitcast This week, uh, baru-baru ni, pagi tadi actually Pit adalah nak promote-promote tudung Pit sendiri uh, Brand plug-in pula <laughs> Arakis Shawl you guys Kepada sesiapa yang belum lagi uh, follow on Instagram, TikTok dan juga Shopee Please follow us, 11.11 ni kita ada promotion. Alright, so tadi nak promo-promo, lepas tu Pit pun terfikir that uh, it has been couple of weeks that Pit tak ada episod baru on Pitcast. So Pit tanyalah kepada pendengar-pendengar dekat Instagram Pit Farhana. And banyak yang respond tentang mental health. Banyak yang minta untuk Pit berborak pasal mental health. Just FYI, of course. Pit bukanlah seorang expert dalam mental illness ataupun mental health but I feel like I should be talking to uh, maybe another person and maybe benda ni yang boleh membuka perbincangan kepada orang-orang di luar sana untuk bercakap lagi tentang mental health issues ni. So untuk minggu ini, Pit ada seorang guest. He is my cousin and baru-baru ni dia ada bercakap tentang mental illness ni secara terbuka di Mashable platform dan jadi Pit rasa macam it is only fair for me to talk to him about it and his experiences. So let me welcome Naim Razali. Assalamualaikum Naim. Hai, Waalaikumsalam Rasulullah. Hai Kak, how are you? Good, Alhamdulillah. I hope you are too. Uh, I'm surviving. <laughs> <laughs> surviving. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think we all are trying to survive these days. Yes, exactly. With all the uncertainties. Okay, so before mm-hmm. kita go into my questions, uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit about your background? Maybe you boleh cerita so that people will have a little bit more context to the stories that you'll be telling later on. Okay, hi. Uh, my name is Naim. Uh, I now go by Naim Lee because it's shorter and you know simpler. And then um, I am currently doing my PhD uh, at UiTM Shah Alam. I'm doing um, doctorate in mass communication and media studies. So I am currently working on some on a thesis and related to online learning and the digital inequalities surrounding. Malaysian environment so yeah that's that it's been you know taking a toll on me somehow because the the topic itself is tough and then to find the people who want to talk about it is also tough so I'm hmm, that's why I said I'm, I'm surviving <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah I mean I'm so proud of you that you have gone all the way and I, I re- remember you were in you know when you were in school and then you went on to your degree and Masters and now Alhamdulillah for your PhD and very soon you're going to be a doctor. I mean, so Amen. before I go into the first question, okay lah, biasalah my questions will be when, how, why and everything lah. Let's mm-hmm, talk about yes. when. When did you feel like or you were diagnosed with or you have a feeling that you have a certain mental um, situation? Oh, okay. I think I've, you know, of course, we, as a person, we, it's either we self-diagnose or we observe ourselves. So, I've observed, I have been observant to, towards my own condition. So, since, I think since high school that I've noticed that I have quite, quite anxious 
towards the things that you know, like whatever hap- is happening to me and things like that. Like, uh, kalau tak dapat this type of, um, kalau tak dapat this grade, uh, I will be, you know, much anxious. Kalau tak achieve certain things, that I will also be anxious. So that's you know, I I thought that was normal for for you know a teenager growing teenager, especially in you know Asia because. Uh, I've always like hold on to this uh, motto or you know tagline that says, "Asians without A's are a sin." <laughs> <laughs> so I I try to get as many A's that it, as possible. So, but, um, but then uh, that that itself is the 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 pressure itself made me quite anxious for you know like, um, for some time lah. So. Like, and then it happened like macam macam uh, baru-baru ni pun uh, i've noticed that thing things are that happening again to me so i rest macam oh, i need i need help for to 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 to, to help with my anxiety hmm. so um, basically you feel anxious and you know that you have anxiety disorder is yes, that correct yes oh, all right so let's talk about what okay um uh, so when you got to know and you the feeling became stronger perhaps now that you have more responsibilities and you're about to be a doctor inshallah soon what what were the steps that you took for you to be able to be sure that this is what it is or for you to be diagnosed or treated what was the next what were the steps that you took oh okay um i mean i don't I'm not trying to check out. I okay as a as a okay. I mean I don't identify myself as a a, a masculine man. So I I am always you know. I always call myself a fag like that. <laughs> okay, so uh, so for me to talk about my feelings is quite easy because I'm always attached to my feelings. So it's I have no problem talking about it with my friends or with ev- anyone who asks like uh you what what you're doing um but then i notice that the things that i told them sometimes always goes back to uh them telling me name you need to get help because mm. what what you're telling us or what you're telling me is sounds unhealthy and sounds very problematic so uh, and then we're worried so i think you should get help so from there i uh i you know built courage because uh, only recently that i i took the advice to get some help so i went to counselor uh, after i built my courage but then it's so i mean going to see a counselor i started off uh going to kk clinic kerajaan Ooh. and then uh yes uh but then i did not have a a a good experience going to clinic kerajaan because uh firstly uh asking for help is is hard enough you need to get you know you need to have certain courage tapi when you go there you don't want to be judged for having you know this kind of conditions because we didn't ask for it right yeah and then yeah and then Uh, when I was there, the the person who was uh, in charge, uh, literally, were I felt literally judged by the person. Mm-hmm. Um, he was wearing a mask, but you can tell that this person is 
snickering at you and giving you you know like macam ala hai muda lagi pun macam what problem do you have that you have to come here kan macam tu so he's he was giving that vibe so i macam okay uh at first i was like we shrug it off because of you know whatever vibe that he gave out but and then it came to the questions that he asked like macam kan kita buat kalau you pergi KK asking for macam you want to see a psychiatrist or counselor they will go they will give you a a test like a, a screening test it's called DAS and then i've i've completed that and then sorry uh, what, what what is it called again DAS D A S S short for depression anxiety stress scale oh okay that's uh, a good, okay. that's a good information yeah there's a there there are 21 questions for that screening test And then um, based on that questions, they they can just calculate lah. Macam okay, for this question is related to question number one, five, eight, things like that. And then they will calculate, and then they will give you like a certain points for anxiety, certain points for depression or stress. Mm-hmm. So my my result was uh, I have high anxiety, which quite uh, concerning, moderate depression, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, high stress. But then high stress too. I I get because I get it because which I'm you know PhD it comes with it. Tapi macam macam anxiety too. I didn't know that it was that concerning. And then uh, depression. I didn't know that I have depression. But then based on the test, uh, I mean I have one. Okay. Anyway, but then uh, there are there are articles that said that dust is actually not uh, accurate. Not accurate, yes. To 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 measure uh, your your anxiety, depression, and stress. So you need to see a counselor. So based on the 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 results that I get from dust, this person the 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 who was in charge of me, he's not even a counselor. He's just like the person on the counter. Wow, wow. he's like he's like the gateway to you getting yes. getting me kind uh, a treatment. Date, yes. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then they they, they think out. They check up. So oh, okay, you have this this this. Okay. Uh, tapi kenapa eh? You have all this? Macam okay. If I knew, I wouldn't have come here. <laughs> exactly. And then um, and then they ask me several questions. Like, macam how do you know they are anxious? Macam I told them, uh, I told this person that um, I have a hard time uh, opening up, and I also have a hard time uh, apa tu? Macam leaving things. The way it is, correct. Um, there are certain certain situations that, macam, kadang-kadang benda tu macam kecil je, tapi for, uh, for, you might for think, me, it's yeah. Quite, yeah, I tak boleh tido. Will make me macam, you know, anxious. Macam things like, uh, my, my when I was working, my boss will say, Naim, do you have time? Can can I see you? Things like that will you know give me you know macam. I know. Oh, Uh, a, a, certain, tapi, yeah. a certain a certain anxiety ma- making you nervous making you feel inadequate you macam oh yes. aku buat tak betul selama ni haa memanglah aku mm-hmm. you know you're suddenly questioning all those things yes. i get it and it's not it, it, it's not just that it makes me sweat the first time i tangan i getar-getar macam even now i'm macam oh shaking <laughs> i mean talking to you yeah, uh, yeah tapi because uh, you know this is the thing that i have to talk about in order for me to you know Acknowledge that I have this. Uh, lepas tu, uh, ask, and then this person pun tanya lagi macam, have I been uh, thinking about committing suicide or have I 
uh, attempted uh, suicide and I said um, I I did not attempt mm-hmm. um, but uh, I've played around with the idea of being suicidal um, and then I told them this person that I have uh, much like, um, if I'm if I were driving if I was driving I would drive uh, recklessly understand you get what I'm saying yeah, yeah. because be- being suicidal is not about just like, you know like, cut yourself no it's not just that it's it's more to you know the silent things yang like, you you drive uh, a bit recklessly or you 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 don't eat or you uh, you don't take care of yourself correct that's like, part of yeah it's like losing hope with life or not loving life as how we think the normal people quote unquote would feel like you know some people you can see they really love life meaning that they're so scared of death and things like that and i feel mm-hmm. like after speaking with a few of my friends who have had suicidal thoughts they say that it's not it's not like they want to die but it's more of them not wanting to live anymore in their current situation you know yes is that it yes that's what i i do or i did uh, i i i have to take care of myself now because i'm hmm, what's the point of doing phd if i'm going to you know not live longer <laughs> that's a waste yeah <laughs> that, that's good that's good that you actually have that thinking forward means you think about the future hence hope is actually about the future you know you want to hope yes. for something later or tomorrow or even the next minute so the, mm-hmm. i think that's a good indication that you are managing this well alhamdulillah but let yeah, me let me talk about uh two things that i noticed when talking to you i mean i've known you all of your life Mm-mm. uh but and most of my life but the thing is that of course nobody knows exactly not even your parents perhaps on Mm-mm. what's going on in your head right only Mm-mm. allah knows so the thing is that what i noticed from what you said just now you are one uh uh not overachiever like you're high achiever you want to achieve great things in life which is it's a good thing And then the second thing is that I noticed is that sometimes, right, all this anxiousness that I myself uh, has been dealing throughout my life, and I'm not blaming it on anybody, but I've heard people from my generation, which is far older than your generation, mm-hmm. and I've heard people older than me as well, saying that, oh, aku dulu okay je. Because we have children now, me and my my peers, mm-hmm. we have children. There, are, mm-hmm. some of them will be saying like, "Oh, aku pukul anak aku dulu, okay je. Aku macam marah-marah masa buat homework, okay je." So mm-hmm. I was one of those yang kena marah kau-kau masa kecil uh-huh. uh, nak buat homework. You know, it tak dapat A or tak dapat nombor satu. Like it, having A's is not enough. You got to be number one kind of thing. Like you said, Asian. You know, it's just somehow embedded mm-hmm. into our culture and especially our parents so the thing is that i feel like anxiousness after i mean i was not clinically uh diagnosed or anything but i do feel anxious um, more than my peers or my colleagues i i have low self-esteem if i'm very sensitive and i bet you are too i've known you so we are sensitive people we are we love arts and usually orang sini ni dia akan sangat sensitive tapi ego dia agak besar 
So hence mm. dia nak achieve tinggi tapi dia juga sangat sensitive. So I I rasa macam this is something that I don't want to do. I hope I'm not doing to my kids. Maybe I am doing. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't realize it, but I'm trying not to. Is all this stuff that we are dealing with are the stuff that our parents didn't deal with when they were young. You know, yes. because mm-hmm. they don't that clear can don't be masalah too. Because back then it's not their fault too. Back then there's no such thing as mental illness. Nobody talks about. Nobody knows what depression was and mm-hmm. everything. So they didn't know how to deal with it. So they probably kind of <laughs> did it onto us, like whatever that they they are dealing with, Mm-mm. because maybe their parents did it to them, and it's like a generational thing. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. our generation, who are talking uh, openly about this mental illness, would be the macam ni orang kata macam kita yang penutup lah, penutup generasi tu tak payah dah. The the apa generate break uh, break the chain. Yes, yeah. we, we mm-hmm. want to be the chain breakers through all these kind of things. All right, so back to you. All right, so back mm-hmm. to you, right? Um, I want to talk about uh, mental health in when you know, in a uh, student's life, Mm-mm. okay? So, uh, again, like, I, it's not like I want to tell you about me, but it's more of because my generation is different, and so, hence, I want to try to relate to yours. So, back when I was, my generation is in between, like, we were in between the boomers and you guys. So, we had uh, the best of both worlds, means that we we want to break the chain, but at the same time, We didn't have all this social media and all this, Mm-mm. you know, information at, yes, the, at the tip of the fingers kind of thing. So, kita macam susah ada rasa macam anxiety about benda tu, tapi bukan kita orang kata kita manage better than your generation, no. It's just that maybe we had it easier than you guys. You guys Mm-mm. memang now is very tough with the pandemic and everything. Can you tell me a little bit about your day-to-day and how it makes you anxious uh, in your Uh, student life. Okay, kalau talk about day to day kan, uh, currently I'm doing my PhD in the, I would say the third phase of my uh, thesis which I'm doing analysis. So, uh, okay, some, okay, I cerita pasal my thesis kejap eh, okay, bear with me. Okay, my thesis ni dia ada enam research objectives, okay, mm-hmm. which I have to answer, like macam one research objectives tu can go like, macam, I will say 50 pages. I kena tulis like one research objective is 50 pages. So, I have a, a num. Okay. So, dah berapa dah tu kan? So, I I am thinking macam, okay, if one research objective is 50 pages long, how am I going to write a 50 pages long for this thing? Macam, macam mana I nak cerita? All those things, faham mm. tak? So, it makes me anxious. So, uh, bila I buat analysis, these are the things yang macam, Alamak, sikitnya jawapan untuk uh, for this for this research objective. So, <laughs> macam, what am I going to talk about later? Faham tak? <laughs> Alamak, dia rasa macam, kat mana saya nak kelentong ni kan? Uh, things that I faham tak? <laughs> Understand. Dia macam, it's yeah. a super long essay, right? It's like a yes. book. Alright, so mm-hmm. I guess that's what... That that's another thing that makes uh, these new graduates, that you know, the newer generations become more, you know, anxious, ada banyak anxiety, and when things don't go their way, they become very depressed and things like that. It's because we we expect too much of you guys. You guys have to graduate as perfect as possible. Macam, 
yes. kan dahlah macam uh, okay i mean most probably they don't expect us to be perfect tapi they expect us to macam macam nak cakap eh uh, to they because they expect us to to don't waste their time by make i mean dealing with mistakes yes, faham yes. tak ha macam, i mean they allow us to make mistakes tapi they don't give us that 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 the safe space for us to make mistakes and learn from it they they reprimand us for making mistakes correct, correct. even you yeah say? so uh, they, to them macam if i can do it if i can do it perfectly why can't you but they have been in yeah macam, but, but they then, have been doing it for yes, many years exactly yes yeah huh. sebab macam masa i when i was I, i was a lecturer so when i was a lecturer uh, i kita ada macam this uh, apa tu op, People, uh, other lecturer will observe you how mm-hmm. you teach okay macam dia macam uh, as a macam part of your mm. KPI lah lepas tu uh, one of the lecturers who observed me said that uh, Naim your the way you teach uh, is very macam concerning because uh, you your your slides is very minimal macam I I notice nanti students tak faham but the way mm. I teach is I explain the slides rather than yeah. you know showing like the whole thing because I graduated you know with communication yeah. degree so I don't need slides to guide me I just you know just tell whatever that they Correct. need to know so that and then if students need I usually record my class so if students need uh, anything that you know whatever that is in the class I will you know give them the recording but in this lecture he he particularly didn't like that mm-hmm. idea he likes that you know I have like you know plenty like much plenty of slides to present to the students which I don't have time Not to do that you don't have time it actually is is very good you know because I have been in the workforce for for a long time and that's what we do because if you just present and then they will just be taking pictures of the slides or screen grabbing while you're mm-hmm. zooming and then they won't look back at into those notes you know if if they're yes, forced huh. to listen to you they're forced to think and you ask them questions and you interact that's how they learn and they remember right yes. because kalau mm-hmm. you tulis semua mm-hmm. benda mari so you just email je lah semua orang that too exactly yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. tapi itulah macam this you know veteran lecturers they don't understand the way i work anyway so to them that uh, oh and then i would i i first i i pernah dapat people said that this masa i kerja as a lecturer they kata i am young and inexperienced y- that's what they y- said yes you yes. are <laughs> no i am not young and inexperienced yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean I you have term, okay. experience but they have to acknowledge that you have lesser experience than them hence they cannot expect too much of you they cannot expect you to be at par with mm-hmm. them or yes, follow true. exactly mm-hmm. what they say i totally understand so just merangkumkan benda tu kan those are some of the things yang membuatkan orang anxiety right just just last year oh no sorry just earlier this year after raya i was feeling very overwhelmed at work and to be honest right because even though i'm re- i'm approaching 40 i'm in the social media and media and so the people my bosses and everyone they're much younger than i am even my previous ceo he was younger than me now he's a gmd now so um my my work life is very fast paced and everything so uh, a lot of times usually i don't I, i disclose my age to them so i don't want them to treat me differently mm-hmm. right so but i i was so grateful that i was able to actually express to my immediate uh, superior saying that 
I'm feeling burnt out and I feel like I was I'm I'm really really losing like you said just now I didn't want to I felt like I didn't want to wake up I felt like um I tengah hari I tak nak makan I just want to lie down I just want to lay down in bed and things like that to that point right after raya so I told them and they they because it's an international company so they make it a point to make it such a big deal that they thought I was really like you know burnt out I was really burnt out but they really took it seriously that the first week of the month we only have four work days because I think not just me a lot of people were feeling burnt out which I think a lot, a lot of Malaysian companies they're lacking that now that people are no longer working from home they're forced to work at the office macam hari ni LRT semua terberhenti and everything for me Companies who don't require the staff to be in the office to sit down and show face, quote unquote, show face to the boss, you don't have to. You're wasting people's energy. You're wasting uh, money. You're wasting your electricity at your office. Let them work from home. You know, that would actually lessen yeah. the burden. And that's something that probably the bosses of the, you know, the boomer generations don't understand about our generation that, We can actually work better. You don't have to like micromanage us and make us anxious all the time. And yes. I think that helps with mental illness as well. Don't you think so? Yes, very. Yes. Sebab macam masa everyone was working from home, this is where macam on social media lah when the apa tu work from home was first introduced, macam ramai yang cakap they are happier, much happier compared to working in the office because there are less macam macam less i would say feels like less robotic or machine like person macam ada routine and things like that when they're at home they they can see their families and things like that spend more time so they are more happier so i think you know working from home itself is a good initiative lah you know what the first few months of because at that time i was working with a malaysian company The first few months of PKP mm. was hell because they were trying to fill in our whole day back-to-back meetings just to make sure that we were working because they wanted to see, right? They wanted to make sure yes. that we were online all the time and that's not how it worked at the office. We had time to eat. Yeah. We had time to walk to the cafe. We had time to go to the surau. Mm-mm. We had time to like go and get coffee in one summer. <laughs> right? Mm-mm. So yes. we, and we had mm. time to interact with other other deskmates or you know, other people from other departments who just bora and lepa. And that's actually the thing that makes us happy. So when they were filling us with like so many meetings, I'm like, uh, what are you trying to say? We are not working, is it? Like, of course, when we're not on mm-hmm. meeting, we have to manage our children as well at home, our family. So, yes. but now, right, I feel this is a note to all the employers who are listening right now or the, 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 the students who are studying right now. Please, please, for the employers, Uh, now tak perlu masuk office uh, 100% lah give give the employees uh, a choice uh, berapa hari dia nak masuk yes. as well so back to the anxiety so i mm. was studying like i mentioned just now the traditional way of things going to class every day and i totally like you know i didn't fail but i fail at being in the class like, <laughs> all the time because it, it's so boring <laughs> the discipline, <laughs> the discipline part, part. Yeah. but when i get into workforce right i've been working at alhamdulillah since 2010 like uh, desk jobs and it's one of the things that malaysian companies have to learn that you cannot expect students 
to graduate and terus perfect, that's one. To give them flexibility. If you are telling yourself, alah dulu aku start kerja pun boleh je datang 9 to 5 on the dot pukul 9. It's different. Why I'm saying it's different is because people optimize their, their time now. It's not about sitting down, bos lalu alamak, alamak, buat, 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 tunjuk, tunjuk buat kerja. Macam buat, buat kerja kan. It doesn't work that way anymore. But trust me, yes. trust me and maybe soon you will be in the workforce already. You will see this happening and it's like, dude, it's 2022. If I'm not doing work and I, not I'm not doing work, I don't have any work at, at the office. Let me leave at three yes. and just have some me time. And if you need to call me, you call me. And these days, right, macam, don't call your staff after 6 p.m. If you want your staff to really optimize their time. For me, somebody who works late or macam nak tujuh kat bos dia kerja banyak, is someone who doesn't manage their time well. I I completed yes. all of my job, to be honest, because I bangun awal gila sebab I dah tua, kan? <laughs> I completed all of my job by 9.30, 10 a.m. Finish for that day. And then I would just, people would be responding after that and things like that. And then I would just do, I, can, I get time to study more about my my, my role, about the, the social media landscape because I'm doing social media and things like that. So you give people more flexibility to retain more knowledge. And, and you don't make people anxious all the time. Oh, I need to. So let pun kena lima minit je, sepuluh minit. Nanti bos tanya, eh, dia pergi mana? Dia bukan, kalau you kerja desk job, you tak perlu pun ada kat desk. Tapi kalau you kerja kat supermarket ataupun dekat counter, yes. Yang tu you yes. kena lah. Uh, you uh. have to. Uh-uh. Okay, I mean, not every not job. Not every job. The privilege. Correct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. macam desk job ni requires a lot of thinking, strategizing and things like that. Writing and ilham. Mm-hmm ideas, creativity. So, you need to walk it off yes. and things like that. So, kepada graduate-graduates mm. kat sana yang tanya Pete dekat dalam DM, macam mana nak handle stress ataupun mental, uh, you know, stress atau anxiety ni semua uh, masa tengah belajar. Uh, one tip from me to you guys is that um, first, try to find a course that actually makes you feel happy doing it. I know, even if it makes you happy, sometimes it's a lot of work. Uh, that's what universities are there for. They are going to drill you down, train you until you're ready for the industry. But once you're in the industry, try to find a job that doesn't require you to do all these kind of unnecessary things, lah, to be honest, right? Because for me, you need to love yourself first. Even though you want to achieve mm-hmm. great things, to be honest, Naim, there are people of my age that have become GMs and CEOs and uh, I'm still where I am, but I don't I don't regret it because I take my time to take care of myself. You know, I was a high achiever and I was like, you know, everybody knew me in the industry like much like, oh, oh that girl, oh that girl, because I was always trying to do something great, something new. But I slowed down, not because of that, but because I never apologized for having to take a time off to take care of my mom or my kids. Or if I'm in the middle of a meeting, my kids are like crying, wanting to poo-poo. I used to say sorry all the time. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. Then my boss, my current boss, she's uh, she's a Brit. And she's like, never apologize for wanting to take care of your kids. Like, even though I was like in the middle of an international meeting with like LA, you know, with Global. So they're like, no, don't worry about it. And because they know how it is working from home, things like that. So uh, that's my tip. But back to you. So, how do, are you managing your anxiety and your mental uh, situation right now? 
Okay, uh, I don't think that managing my anxiety, I, I don't think I'm doing good at managing my anxiety because trying to get a PhD is not a good way to manage your anxiety. It just adds more to it. <laughs> But then I have always known that, I can't, I told you, I've always known that I have anxiety and then it peaked when I was, like, masa I kerja dekat hotel uh, in Seremban. I don't want to name names, but then uh, it was, you know, kalau you pergi hotel tu, macam you would know the environment lah. Macam, uh, it's quite stressful kerja situ. I I was a PR there, and then uh, kerja I supposedly like macam 8.30 to 6. Okay. Uh-uh. Tapi, I will always have to be, macam my bosses will ask me to stay mm-hmm. back until like, you know, 11-ish. Sometimes, I pernah balik pukul 2. Pagi Ma'ai. to wait for an event to habis. Yeah. Okay, event yang tak ada kaitan dengan I. Okay, so it's like a wedding thing. Lepas tu, <laughs> lepas tu I had to. And then there was one time that uh, that's where I noticed that I have like a problem with dealing with my anxiety because nowadays, uh, kalau I dapat text malam-malam, I will get macam oh, my heart Race. will you know race like crazy so I tak suka get text tengah malam so there was one time that there's an incident where uh, masa I kerja PR tu dia uh, I dah balik rumah I balik rumah pukul 11 masa tu dah sebelum malam dah balik and I dah mandi dah dah, dah makan and I, hmm. I nak tidur okay and then tiba-tiba I dapat text Naim it was 12 no yeah it was 12-ish macam dekat kursa tu and then I dapat text Naim come back to office kita oh ada meeting oh my god Yes, I actually, I I went back to the hotel, okay. It was like 1.30, the meeting, because the boss was like, macam baru balik daripada, the boss baru balik daripada Iceland, if I'm mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah, but then, yeah, I had to deal with that lah. Lepas tu, I, I start to draw a line, uh, like a boundaries, where uh, after office hour, I will never entertain any work calls or texts, and then... Or oh, even during lunch hours, but I tak I tak entertain text. So next, uh, masa I kerja as a lecturer, my dekan she she loved texting me during lunch time. So or call me during lunch time. I always say some, uh, prof, lunch, <laughs> and then she will know. Oh, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Go on, and then she will di- letak call, and then come back. She will call me back after lunch hour, and then uh, there was a time where uh, she had to call me masa <laughs> weekend. I just say, Prof, weekend. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And then dear, she had to apologize to of me. Course. because Because crossing my boundaries, yeah. And then uh, there's and then a colleague, uh, this is where people start to hate me. Because, oh, people hate me, darling. Don't worry I, about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, because of my boundary, uh, people, like, whenever they try to call me and ask for help, they like, Oh, susah lah minta tolong Naim tu because uh, tak boleh call dia lepas office hour and the things yang macam oh it's not in his uh, it's not in his JD <laughs> <laughs> I I actually list out my JD kadang-kadang I email macam oh these are the things yes. yang macam not related to me yeah so I will tell That's them good. this is not related to me so I I tak I tak nak buat uh, so people start to macam you know hate me for doing that oh don't worry about so it people, that people not hate a... me for a long yeah. time because of that but but yeah. you gotta take I care mean, of yourself yeah, exactly unless exactly. unless you're being paid like hundreds that's of where thousands. the young and in, 
that's why young and experienced comes in. <laughs> oh. Because I don't want to do the job that they want me to do. It's their job. Yeah, I understand. Okay? It's like yeah. they're treated. Sometimes when, when, say, for instance, you're a manager and your senior manager is treating you like an intern, and if you, if you allow them to cross that boundary for one time or two times, sometimes you just want to do it. They yeah, but do. sometimes you just want to do it to gain some knowledge. I mean, sometimes I'm like, hey, let me do it. Lah. I want to learn how to use this system or anything. Yes, but there are betul, times when yeah. you know they're just bullying you and they're like, you know, yeah, I don't want to yeah. do this, so I'm going to let you do it. So if you don't want to do mm. your job, get another job. I've <laughs> but been no, there. But yeah. what you're doing is good. Like this is how people Mm-mm. are doing things now. It's not about hard work. It's about smart work. And it's about completing your yes. job first. And then after that, you want to help other people, then help. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then, uh, apa tu? There was a, our benda tak nak cerita tadi. Tapi hmm, we'll get back to that. I pun dah lupa dah nak cerita apa. But that, there's a, point on in life that I I rasa macam uh, call call people out for their bullshit. I mean save yourself first. To me lah. I mean one of the ways to deal with your anxiety is call people out for their mm-hmm. bullshit. Because you need to get your you know you have your own shits together yeah. first. Kan? Baru macam you you have to deal with you know whatever that other people punya expected of you. So I think that's really help sepatutnya yeah so um i just want to share a little bit um earlier i think in the first episode of seismic uh tv's podcast i was one of the guests and i was we were talking about mental illness and things like that uh, due to the pandemic and i shared that i actually had a i i think that was a panic attack uh i was uh performing my solah and i had a panic attack yang You were pelu-pelu and then your jantung rasa macam tu. I thought I had a, a heart attack and I was going to die. So, but basically, I did not really share um, what happened after that. So, I went to the doctor many times during the PKP. You know how it was so hard in the beginning of COVID because people were like, oh, you're going to the clinic, you you have COVID kind of shit. Right, COVID, right. Yeah. So, I went at, <laughs> anyway because I said I couldn't breathe and things like that. So, the doctor, Three times the doctor didn't really uh, find anything. So, so the fourth time, then the doctor said, uh, "Okay, I think this is there's an underlying issue, lah. So why don't you go and check?" And I was getting really thin. I was like super thin, and I loved it. <laughs> I love. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> right, beauty Spain. I get. I that. loved it. I was like, "Ooh, okay, I love it." Thigh gap and stuff like that. But, um, rupa rupanya, it was a thyroid. Thyroid. I, Yeah, oh, so yes. I had a an overactive thyroid. So if you know overactive thyroid ni, maknanya macam you memang jantung you laju daripada orang biasa. It effed up your hormones. Yes, everything. Semua. My jantung, my calcium, my uh, apa ni, macam orang lain makan banyak, makan sikit tapi cepat gemuk. I macam makan banyak pun tak gemuk-gemuk. So I memang, girl, girl <laughs> it's a blessing. Then, then I, so... So what I'm trying to say is that, and then I had a surgery and I removed it. I shared it on my Instagram. I think most of you guys already know. And then I removed it. Then it became uh, terlampau rendah pula. You faham tak? Tyrus. But I dah remove satu. Mm-hmm. Sebab satu tu rupanya ada tumor kat dalam dia. So I removed tinggal satu je yang function oh. So 
now I macam makan sikit jadi gemuk. Ah uh, macam tu. You know macam dah, dah terbalik. Uh. <laughs> minum air, minum air dah kembang. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say is that I'm not trying to dismiss people who say they have anxiety. That's totally legit. If you feel you have it, you get it checked, you get diagnosed, your feelings matter. What you feel is you seorang je yang akan tahu and Allah saja tahu yes. maknanya you is legit what you are feeling, okay? But what I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. that I thought I had a mental illness but when I I checked rupanya is a physical illness that that contributed to the mental illness. So If you guys mm-hmm. do have anything yang korang rasa macam jantung terlampau laju macam you berdebar je all the time. Uh, lepas tu macam orang tu tu kata ada gangguan kind of thing, right? Gangguan macam maghrib, you ada macam macam duduk-duduk laju. But check with the doctor. Check the doctor sambil tu macam, yes. you know, we spoke about this, Naim. I think as a Muslim, you know, baca Al-Quran tu, solat and everything tu yang semua yang kita memang tahu kita kena buat, uh, try buat juga tu and then pergi buat Uh, uh, medical checkup, tengok what are the underlying matters. Another friend of mine actually found mm-hmm. out she had cancer. And at first she thought it was, yeah, Allah. it was something else. It was a mental illness. And it turns out it was cancer as uh, juga. So, so yeah. um, that's how I think kita boleh try to manage. Satu, kita boleh talk to mm-hmm. peer like me and you. We talk about it openly. Uh, although we're not peers. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I, I, I want to be peers with you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we talk about it between us and then, like, don't care what other people are going to say. I'm sure our our yes. parents and aunties and siblings probably think of us as, oh, not attention or whatever. You know, pe- yeah, family, good. they do that. They do that to each other. So, don't care. I spoke openly and then, Just speak up um, without oversharing, of course, uh, for privacy issues. Yes. And then after that, go to the doctor. Kalau macam Naim tadi, dia pergi KK. Kalau tak ada duit nak pergi yang you tengok, you Google kan. Sekarang ni kan sebab malu kita nak cakap dengan orang. Kita Google, pasal kita tengok, mm-hmm. oh, RM200 per hour. Siapa? Who has that kind of money, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you just go to yeah. KK. Mampus lah orang tu nak, nak judge ke apa pun. They don't know. They don't pay your bills. They don't pay your car. They don't yes, pay your rent. Betul. Just go. And yes. if they refuse Mm-mm. you treatment, report. And you guys have Twitter and social media. Report and like virally. Yes. Because you need it and everybody needs to be heard. And I, I, yeah. and like I said, your your feelings matter. What? Don't feel like macam, ala, aku ni tak bersyukur kot. Feeling sad and angry does not make you tak bersyukur. You can feel sad. You can feel angry. Yes. Our prophets pun ada perasaan yang marah, sedih, yes. wife uh-huh. meninggal and everything. Yes. They feel it. They're just like us. Like they're human beings. But that, they're human, that doesn't yes. mean that your feelings don't matter and membuatkan you tak bersyukur. Ada orang kata, ala orang lain tu lagi susah. Kau ni tak bersyukur. Kau ada kereta, ada kerja, semua orang lain kena buang kerja. No, it's not about me uh, versus the world. It's about me versus me. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, kita mm-hmm. nak penutup. Sebab kita dah nak sejam ni, Naim. <laughs> so, nak pula berorang. <laughs> kita kita merekek. Silakan. <laughs> But, to, to close this off, right? I mean, obviously, this is not like a solution to all your all the people out there but i hope you guys are enjoying mm-hmm. and listening and maybe ada benefits uh, ilmu yang bermanfaat daripada yang kita borak ni maybe you guys can relate but naim to close it off 
what can you tell us mm-hmm. about like you dah share dah tips you macam ni you manage kan boundaries tentang stuff yes, like that uh-huh. but mm-hmm. uh, ada tak step-step yang mungkin kalau student kat luar sana yang ada anxiety apa benda who should they talk to what should they do Okay, uh, kalau my personal opinion, if you have anxiety, you talk to your friends whenever you have, you know, feeling like, you know, you just need to talk to someone that you trust, yet that you know that won't mm-hmm. judge you. So, I have like, uh, Alhamdulillah, I have a very good support system. Uh, I always believe in three. So, I have, like, my group ada I and two other friends. So, I have like several sets of oh. threes. Okay, uh, and then, the uh, like, okay, masa I degree, <laughs> Yes, masa I degree ada some, you know, my group and then master I ada my group and masa sekolah I ada my group. So these are the people yang macam if I feel macam if I feel something, I I know who to talk yeah. to. Okay, macam um, macam when I first diagnosed, uh, diagnosed with my heart mm-hmm. problem, uh, I talked to my degree. Yeah, I talked to my yeah I talked to my degree mm-hmm. friends. Okay, uh. I thought it was anxiety, but then it's not. It's a hard problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> at different pula kan. Uh, lepas tu, uh, and then they they comforted me lah. Macam, oh, okay. Kebetulan pula masa I was diagnosed with heart problem, another friend in the group, mm. same group, same circle, pun ada heart problem juga. So, macam, oh, bestie. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I have friends who can relate. <laughs> it's like heart bestie. Yeah. Yeah, heart bestie. So, it, it was about the same problem juga. So, Talk to the people that you trust who can, you know, not give solution. Just tell them, can you listen to what I'm going to say? Uh, I'm going to say, sebab macam, I don't need your solution. You don't have to think about it. Just, I need someone to listen so that I can feel better or I can feel at ease. Correct. Um, There's, the, macam, to me, talking is healing. At this point, I don't think going to the counselor works for mm-hmm. me. Perhaps I'm just gonna, you know, start becoming a stand-up comedian. <laughs> let people pay me so I can talk about my <laughs> problems to them. Because <laughs> I'm pretty funny. <laughs> But then, if you need to go to the counselor, please go to the counselor. So don't listen to me because I'm just weird that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are things that work for other people that are things that... But yes, you know, yeah. if if they don't have, I have a problem yeah, opening up. If they don't mm. have any support system, I think it's very important for them to actually talk to someone outside of their circle who doesn't know them. Yes. But to find the right match with your counselor is another mm. thing. We can talk about that in another episode. But yes, but yeah, I mean, let's. Like, but but then to me, talking to strangers is much better mm. because you don't have to see them mm-hmm. again. Betul tak? Ah, uh, so macam go on Twitter rant. I mean, you don't have to put your profile picture there. Just create an account, rent mm-hmm. there. There are people watching and listening. Correct. Okay, on social media. Uh, I once reached out on social media and I actually have gained several friends that become close mm-hmm. friends now that I can actually talk to them about my problems. So I think, you know, just if you... It, it's just mm-hmm. online, but you can still have that bond because... Macam, it's safer, sometimes it's safer in virtual world than, you know, being judged by, you know, this real world people. So, but you have to see yeah. them. Betul mm. tak? Hmm. Okay. 
Thank you so much, Naim, for sharing your story. And, Mm-mm. you know, uh, you're funny, obviously. And I hope people are also laughing <laughs> and not take this too... I mean, don't take this podcast too seriously. You should take your matters of your mental uh, situation seriously. But this podcast, don't take it seriously because we are not uh, experts in this. We are no we are not yeah, experts, we're not clinical yeah. doctors. We have never done uh, studies about this, but we just based on our our experience. Yang sangat sangat shallow ni. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Naim, for joining us. Assalamualaikum, and we will talk to you guys in another episode of Headcast. Bye. Bye.